You are now listening to She's More with Kendra Brito, a conversation between men and women on value and relationships. Welcome back, y'all, to She's More with Kendra Brito. Oh my gosh, y'all. Okay. Don't judge me, please. I know it has been a minted since I have been on. Forgive me, y'all. I, I think about y'all all the time, and I love y'all deeply and dearly. But with everything with the pandemic, no excuse. But, you know, it was a little hard getting people to come into the studio with the pandemic out, you know? So um, that's why I've kind of taken some time. However, throughout the pandemic, I have really had some things on my mind. I've been... Um, boiling up some things in the lab. So I'm back and I'm back for real. I ain't going to be back, give you a tease and then disappear for a couple months. Um, thank you all for your love and support. And um, so this episode, I'm really excited about. I got a, a, a couple of different titles that I'm going to bring out for other episodes. But this one, I felt like we needed to do next, specifically after baggage claim. Because I feel like this is an extension of baggage claim. This episode, we're going to go a little bit deeper. Uh, baggage claim was really good talking about um, how we as a people need to g- dig deeper and look inwardly and do some work before we walk into relationships. So with baggage claim, that kind of presents the idea before you look to somebody else, you got to look work on your stuff and not be carrying a whole bunch of bags. We talked about grocery bags and getting out the car and coming in the house with all these grocery bags. So not bringing all of these bags into a relationship with you, working out and unpacking your own bags before you bring that in or you're bringing in a lighter load at least. Okay, so I couldn't wait to come talk to y'all about y'all ready. I'm not going to do a drum roll because I want to make sure y'all hear me loud and clear. The title of this episode is called Drama or Trauma. What? (laughs) Okay, so the what is not a part of the title, just drama or drama, right? But okay, y'all. So like I said, I have been thinking a lot about um, just relationships in general. It's always on my mind because bottom line is I started this podcast because I want us to have real conversations so that people can really win in relationships. The Bible says two are better than one. And I've said that before to y'all. And I really I'm really strong and passionate about that, even though we can be completely whole and well on our own. Let's be clear. We don't need nobody but Jesus. Okay, so let's be clear. However, God did create us to be relational people. So even though we don't look to people to be whole, um, God created us as relational people. um, And therefore, there is value in relationships. There is value in having people that you connect with. And, you know, we talk about relationships between a man and a woman. So specifically with that, that is something that... um, I'm really passionate about two are better than one. So drama or trauma. Okay. Now y'all know I usually bring a male on the podcast and I've said before, I'm always going to have a male perspective. However, I wanted to make sure that we dig a little deeper. So I brought a guest in today, y'all that I am so excited about because we need some help. You do. I do. All of us do. And she is actually a therapist. And I'm going to let her talk about all of the letters that's behind her name. (laughs) Um, But I felt like I wanted to bring in a therapist to just kind of help us unpack some of these things pertaining to the title drama or trauma. She is a well known and respected person in her community. Her name is Keisha Horton. She is a wife. She is a mother. She is a professional. She is a school counselor. She is a therapist. She is a little bit of everything. Okay. So I'm going to let her break down all of the letters that go behind her name. Um, However, please welcome Keisha Horton. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kendra. No problem. As Kendra said, my name is Keisha Horton. I am a licensed professional school counselor, and that is my full-time job. And then I am also a licensed clinical addiction specialist and a licensed clinical mental health counselor. Um, I do trauma um, training and trauma therapy on the side very often, and I am excited about this podcast. Yeah. So excited. I'm excited, too, because I think we needed to, especially... 
within the African-American community, this is for everybody, but especially in the African-American community, the conversation of mental health is just, it's, it's really taboo sometimes. I feel like we're getting better. I do feel like we're getting better. However, the conversation is taboo. And sometimes, yeah, we may think about mental health from the state of, oh, they're depressed. We may think about it as, yeah, they need some help because, you know, they're, they're dealing with the unemployment situation or there's just a lot going on in the family structure. However, when it comes to relationships, there's also a lot of things that come up regarding mental health that we don't think of as mental health. We think about it as drama. Right. We thinking about it like, hey, you know me and, you know, this relationship drama, you know, she always going through something in her relationships and we just chalk it up to drama. But the reality is that drama is coming as a result of traumas that he or she has not dealt with that came from their previous um, situations, relationships, stuff that happened in their past experiences, experiences that they have not dealt with. And therefore now it's showing up in their relationship as drama, but really we want to talk today about the the background of that, which is trauma, right? So when we're talking about drama, when we're talking about trauma, and like I said, I mentioned baggage claim earlier, these are some of the things that I want to unpack because trauma is essentially a huge bag that can be a dangerous bag that you bring into your relationship. So when you have that, when you're coming into a relationship, sometimes it shows up as lack of commitment, a lack of communication, which y'all, we about to unpack that all the way because I'm sick of it and I'm over it. This lack of communication. Um, It can show up as infidelity. It can come up as arguments, um, being addicted to arguments or toxicity toxicity that word always throws me off I don't know why I promise y'all I know how to say my words and I really articulate it's a tongue twister it's a tongue twister but am I saying it right toxicity toxicity Toxicity. okay yes we're gonna do that and then lack of trust okay and as me and Keisha were sitting down here talking this morning actually I'm gonna add to that abandonment issues Mm -hmm. because we a lot of us have that y'all and it could be on the smallest smallest um, spectrum. However, that's something that we may have put inside internally and then not really unpacked it and not realize that I'm having issues in my relationship because I have some abandonment issues. And I think people overthink abandonment. Okay. Abandonment is simply someone did not meet a need mm. somewhere along the way, whether it was an absent father, yeah. um, an absent mother, um, they both were present, but were not emotionally yeah. involved or physically involved. Like it somewhere along the way, you were not given something that you needed. Yeah. And you have struggled with that absent feeling all of your life. Dang. And I think people chalk it up with this is just who I am. When you were talking about mm-hmm. walking around with this trauma, this is just who I am. We hear that line all the time. This is me. It doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want us to address today because sometimes we accept drama in relationships like, y'all know this is what we do. This is how it is. But it don't have to be because really, are you at peace in that relationship? Are you happy? Are you really enjoying the full fruits of what it can be? Are you being your best self? Are you, being your are you giving each other <laughs> yes. the best version of you? Mm. And I don't know, and we'll talk about this um, in other episodes too, but I don't know if people really know how to date these days so stuff like saying I'm going to bring my best self and I expect you to bring your best self do we really even have these conversations (laughs) you know we see you know we see the boo oh he cute oh she cute you know I want to hang out with her I want to spend time with her I want to cuddle with her I want to do these things but we don't really hit on these topics when we're courting I don't know that's gone away we well COVID don't allow that but (laughs) don't court during COVID the Rona is out y'all please be careful and safe but we focus on the external when we're dating the looks yeah what he has meant you know what he or she is bringing to the table Mm -hmm. externally we don't really start digging Mm. digging and diving into the internal parts of each other Mm -hmm. until we start making some commitments like engagement or marriage. There are so many people that are still figuring out each other five years into a marriage. Mm -hmm. And I was told by my old co-pastor that dating is collecting data. Oh, 
Ooh, that's good. Y'all write that down. When y'all listen to um, She's More, this is one of those things, podcasts, that you got to take notes because you're going to need to go back to these things, okay? So if you're in your car, please do not write nothing down or put nothing in your phone because we are trying to be safe out here, okay? However, um, listen back to it again or whatever, but that is good. Dating is collecting data. Collecting data. That's what dating is. Okay. So if you are just dating to enjoy each other's company and, you know, get to know each other, Yes, I get that on a, on one scale, but you need to be collecting data on how deep this person can play a part in your long long term life. Yeah, this yeah. should not be a short term thing. Yeah, how can I see myself with this person in the future as parents, as mm, grandparents? Mm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a lifetime commitment. Absolutely. So collecting data. Collecting data. So y'all make sure you collect data because honestly, when you collect all this data, that's when you'll start to see some of these things that show up later on that causes the drama, right? So you have to look at and see how people respond. Even when you have an argument, you know, things you're going to have, you're going to butt heads and things like that. But if you have an argument with somebody, you know, if they like go off the deep end and never come back and say, hey, I'm sorry, after, you know, cooler heads prevail, you know, never come back and say like, hey, I'm sorry, that was a lot. I did too much there. When you see stuff like that where they don't come back, well, that's an issue. That's something that you can tell later on, like, oh, okay, this person is not a person who will sit and reflect and then come back and say, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have did this or I shouldn't have said that. Let me tell you how I feel. Owning your flaws is a huge part of life, yeah. a huge part of all of us evolving. Aren't we, we? None of us are perfect. So owning it mm-hmm. is that process of sitting back and reflecting and, and acknowledging that I messed up. Yeah. That, is a, that is a sign of maturity, but it's also a sign of growth. Yeah. And if you don't have that, like Maya Angelou says, when people show you who they are, mm-hmm. believe them the first time. Yeah. So when you don't have that and you see that up front, that's something that you need to acknowledge. I'm not saying move away because we're going to talk about how you have to work through some trauma, Mm -hmm. but acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And it is part of our communication to tell each other when we see stuff in each other. Yeah. And not be afraid to say something when you see something. Cause I think sometimes we get so caught in because the struggle is real. I hear y'all and I understand. Okay. So when, (laughs) when you, when you finally get somebody that you really like or connect with, I feel like sometimes you don't want to bring up stuff because you're like, ah, especially females, y'all, especially females, because we have these triggers. We have these stigmas that say, you know, oh, here she goes. She being an angry black woman or here she go picking and she, you know, she has this going on. Um, here she go being emotional. So sometimes I'm, I'm sure I know I do. I wore in my head. Is this something if I say something to him, he going to say, oh, she just being emotional, you know, um, and I feel like beyond that, we have to push through that and just realize, no, just like you said, along the lines of collecting data, you have to say, no, these are things that I need to unpack with you now. These are things that I have to have communication with you now about so I can evaluate, you can evaluate if we can be, we can move forward as a strong couple together. Yep. That's called authentic communication. Authentic. That's another one, y'all. Take notes. Authentic communication. Um, so all of those things I think, um, are important for us to think about and consider, y'all, we have to start unpack, unpacking with our booze. Okay. We have to start having these real conversations because even though we kind of get caught up into the, oh, you know, I got a boo. I'm excited. I got a boo, you know, in fantasy land, my grandmother used to say, don't get caught up in fantasy and ecstasy. That's wisdom right there. Yeah. That's wisdom. She said, don't get caught up in fantasy and ecstasy. And I was like, okay, Granny, we just go into the movies. There ain't nothing going down. It's okay. Um, but along those lines, we get caught up in fantasy and ecstasy, and we forget to do the work. And it's the work that we do in the beginning stages that will help us be stronger if we really want this relationship to work and to progress into marriage and that. The foundation mm-hmm. is extremely important. Mm-hmm. What are you building your house on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The word says mm-hmm. a house built on sand will not last. That's right. Mm-hmm. So what are you building your house on? The mm-hmm. foundation, the, the dating, the mm-hmm. collecting data, mm-hmm. the getting to know each other. 
however you want to spin it, mm-hmm. that is the most important part of a relationship yeah. because that is where you springboard from. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's your launching pad. That's your launching pad. Um, and you, based on whatever foundation you build, you can kind of launch into a good relationship or you can launch into something that's toxic. So if you're not authentic with each other in that dating, mm-hmm. you're setting up unrealistic expectations, mm-hmm. which is going to do nothing but lead to huge disappointments. Because yeah. you made it look like you was one person right. and you turned out to be another. Right. So that's interesting. Um, I wonder if, you know, when people feel like you grow apart from each other, is is that one of the reasons why? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Because you were not 100% real with each other up front. And slowly but surely, the real you will show. Yeah. You can only fake it, but so long. Yeah. And in this regard, don't fake it until you make it when it comes to relationships. That part. <laughs> be you, boo. Yes, be, be you. you. Boo. Don't fake it till you make it because I need to see the real you now. Yes, okay. authenticity is rare. Yeah. But it is so needed for you to survive the ups and downs of a relationship. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. Um, surviving relationships and we'll talk about that more and but no that's a that's along the lines of yes, doing the is. work yes, right it is. absolutely because if you are not doing the work if you're not really kind of honing in then you can only fake it for so long that's it that's it and then then the real you show up and then you be like who are you i don't know exactly <laughs> exactly um and then you got a whole nother problem a whole nother problem <laughs> So, it's so deep. I know, y'all. Just be re- be real. Be, be you. Real. Be, be you. You. Um. Because when you do that, then you and you don't waste time. Let's. You know. Honestly, guys. You know, time is fleeting. Okay. Absolutely. All of our time. Twenty twenty has proven that. Absolutely. Time is fleeting. So don't waste your time. Respect yourself. Don't waste your time, and don't waste somebody else's time. And the w- one way that you can do that is just making sure that you are authentic. Show them your real self they need to be impressed with your real self not the person that you put on absolutely because you're gonna eventually get tired of that mask and that mask gonna come off exactly and that's when the lack of trust and the lack of communication starts because now i don't really trust you are who you say you are because every day you look like a different person right are you showing me different versions of you right and so i really don't feel safe right wow so I don't I no longer trust you. Right. And in most cases, that's when the walls start going yes. up. Yes. Yeah. And that's when the the thoughts in a, in your head start going up. That's when you start checking phones. Yes. That's when you start insecurities side-eyeing. are triggered. <laughs> yes. Insecurities <laughs> are triggered. That's when you start side eyeing. Yes. You know, anything that person says, you know, you're not really taking much weight to it. It's just not healthy. Right. On so many levels. Okay, y'all. So let's go into it. Trauma. Let's talk about the the definition of trauma, Keisha. The definition of trauma, excuse me, is very simple. It is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. That is the definition of okay. trauma. So I'll take that a little further. <clears throat> In the mental health world, mm-hmm. we ask a general question when we're identifying if you if you qualify or systematic for post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. or PTSD. Okay. I think PTSD became very popular in the military world mm-hmm. um, after Iraq mm-hmm. and Afghanistan, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Well, PTSD is bigger than that. We ask this question, have you experienced a sexual or physical assault that causes you distressing thoughts over the last two weeks to one month term? Okay. That is the specific question from the DSM-5, which is the Mental Health Diagnosis Manual, to determine if you have PTSD. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, currently, that does not cover things like racial trauma. Mm. It really is honing in on physical assault, sexual assaults, things that are obviously traumatic, Mm -hmm. right? But there are so many underlying Mm -hmm. trauma experiences that we experience, especially in the black community, Mm -hmm. that we do not address because the world doesn't address it. And we have this false um, shame Mm -hmm. around 
acknowledging that we've been traumatized. Okay. That word shame mm -hmm. is huge in our community. Wow. So trauma could be something like, you know, like you said earlier, um, abandonment issues. We were talking about that. And, you know, you could have had two parents in the home, but one of the parents may or two of the parents may not have been present, for example. Absolutely. So you sometimes we think, oh, you know, that's you. We chalk it up to the struggle because, you yeah. know, black people know how to struggle. Or you grew up in the hood. Like <laughs> right. your 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 needs were not met, right. you know, on a regular basis. Or you grew up in a domestic violent home. Yeah. Right. Or with alcohol or any form of substance abuse yeah. in the home. Or sexually assaulted of course yeah or it could be a simple honestly speaking even as adults we go through traumatized experience if you drive out here on 40 mm -hmm. and somebody cuts you off and you almost hit a wall that is traumatizing yeah, it is. It if is. you hydroplane in the rain mm -hmm. that is traumatizing is. i mean there are there are so if somebody kicked in your door mm -hmm. you came home and your house had been mm -hmm. ramshacked that is traumatizing wow you right. You so we yeah. go through traumatizing events. Watching the news mm, is and streaming social media mm, is traumatizing. It. Yes, that's true. Now I, for my own self care, stop watching the news because if I need to hear anything important, my mom will let me know because she watch it. So if a, if a storm is coming through and I need to get some batteries or something, same here, mine too. <laughs> I just call Sheila. <laughs> She'll let me know. Um, but I. I decided that I can't, especially because of the line of work that I'm in. And sometimes you just, you know, just be the nature of the job. You're hearing, you're exposed to a lot of different things and you have to protect yourself mentally. So I cannot, do not, will not watch the news. That's called protecting your peace. Good. Okay. And that's, uh, y'all write that down. Protecting Protect your, your peace. peace. It's okay? priceless. It's priceless. Absolutely. Because so there, I, I do want to touch real quick there are different kinds of trauma there's acute trauma which is the result of a single stressful or this um, dangerous event mm -hmm. that's acute that's one experience mm -hmm. um, but then there's chronic trauma the results from repeated and prolonged mm -hmm. exposure to highly stressful events right that's that bullying that mm -hmm. abuse that domestic violence yep. that we talked about and then there's complex trauma that's the results from exposure to multiple traumatic events i think we've all experienced that mm -hmm. in 2020 oh yeah absolutely back to back every month every day <laughs> every day yes back to back the constant you know negative news you know lost there's just so many things that we just experienced this year alone the racial tension the political racial environment yes everything we got hit with so many everything so this much year, so much know? and it's just like okay complex how do trauma. you how do you unpack that how do you deal with that first you got to acknowledge it you got to acknowledge that it's trauma and i think that's sometimes where we go wrong we don't want to talk about it yeah. there's too much shame i'm yeah. strong right i'm strong right. i can't be weak yeah yeah and especially in the african-american community oh you know we good you know we you, we we could do this we got this you know we've Dust been through worse yeah you know and it's like okay yeah there's a place for strength absolutely absolutely however you have to acknowledge the fact of what you're what you're dealing with. It's okay to not be okay. Not be okay. You have to acknowledge that, okay, let me sit and reflect and think about my day. Let me sit and reflect and think about my month. What are all the things that I had to deal with? Yeah. I got through it, thank God, but what are the things that I had to deal with? And did I deal with them? Did I deal with them yeah. or did I stuff or them? Or did I stuff them? Because if it's just like the carpet. If you keep sweeping it on the carpet, that dust ain't disappearing. Nope. It's still there. It's going to be nasty gook when and, you pull that carpet And one day up. when you least expect it, mm -hmm. something's going to trigger it. Right. And all that dust going to come up. All that dust going to come right up. And whoever gets it. Right. Whoever gets it. Okay. So you mentioned in one of the definitions about like repeated mm -hmm. um, stuff. So when I think about relationships, I think about like um, being cheated on. Yes. Repeatedly. Traumatic. Traumatic. Um, that also is an abandonment issue. Mm, absolutely. Cause, and it's rejection. It is rejection with a capital R. <laughs> so it makes you look internally, what's wrong with me? Right. Because this is not the first or the second or the third. And the sad part is most of the time it's really about the other person's yes. insecurities. Stuff. Yeah. It's about their stuff. That They're you not are dealing now with internalizing. Yes. So, okay. So you have cheating or you just have, you know, you, Toxic relationships, arguments, a mm -hmm. lot of arguments, a yes. lot of fighting. Yes. Right? Yes. So that can be very traumatic because 
you don't learn how to sit down and talk things out. Yes. Your initial instinct because of the trauma, I guess that's your way, your protective protective mechanism. Mechanism. Yes. So now you you fighting me, I'm fighting you. Absolutely. We we, we going we, at it. We going at it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? All I have back it down. All day. So what you got? We even got a label for it now. My um my um oh, what's the word? I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. throwing a blank. You good. Think about my energy gonna match your energy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly yeah. what that is. Yeah, yeah. You That's come exactly for me, I'm coming th- for you. I'm coming right back. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. My energy gonna match your energy, which is not healthy. Yeah. When you unpack it. Yeah, yeah. But those emotional abuse, physical abuse, it is all traumatizing. Yeah. And when a when you are cheated on, when you are um, dismissed. Mm. Those are long-term effects if you don't do the work. Right. Like it makes you feel insecure. It, it causes you to, I think Cardi B had a line in one of her songs where she pretty much said, you got me thinking I'm tripping, mm. right? You got you me questioning everything because of your stuff. Mm. That's good. So if we don't deal with our stuff, do you think that's how we attract? Because sometimes, you know, people have that conversation. Oh, well, you know, that's because you're attracting the same type of guy. So you're dealing with the same type of thing. Is that because we don't deal with our stuff? Absolutely. If you do not deal with your stuff, you tend to go after the same caliber because it it does who they are does something for you. It fills a void in you. It's familiar. It's familiar. Oh! Drop the mic. We got a word on familiar. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, it's familiar. So you kind of know what to do with that. You, you're used to. It feels safe. Okay. Wow. Even it if it's toxic, even if it's negative, it feels safe. Because I know what to do with that. If you've Ooh. never had a good man. Right. You okay. don't know what to do with a good right. man. And I know what to do with the no good man. Mm. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. Or the emotionally unavailable man. Yeah. Or the abusive man, yeah, even. Yeah. The one with the quick temper. Yeah. So I'm used to that. So I'm I used can, to that. Th- I can. That's no problem. I can. Because I can change him. But that other, cha- that good man, I'm scared of him. I'm scared of him. He too good. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not worthy. Oh Lord Jesus. Yeah. Because my ego and my my self-esteem has been chipped away yeah. so much mm-hmm. i don't feel worthy so right. i can't I, he he will end up leaving me wow so wow. there's no use in me going there why are you so nice why are you so nice why why are you so nice because it's not familiar oh my gosh oh y'all if y'all can see our faces right now we're doing the <laughs> stinky nasty face because that's that's deeper it's traumatizing and just just let me say this y'all it's it this is something that we all go through in all shape forms of fashion so we ain't pointing the finger we ain't judging i I don't know y'all testimony y'all don't know my testimony you know so we ain't judging nobody what we're trying to do is really just put some stuff on the table so that we can all deal with that stuff me and keisha have conversations all the time about dealing with our own stuff internally and acknowledging the stuff that we have to think about, the stuff that we're p- putting out or spewing out that can be affecting us in relationships <clears throat> also. So this is, again, it's about doing the work. It's about doing the work and making sure that you know yourself, you know your traumas, you know your triggers, and you're dealing with your traumas and your triggers. No one is perfect. Mm-hmm. We all have stuff. Mm-hmm. We've you know, there's a study called ACEs, it's Adverse mm-hmm. Childhood Experiences. Even if you grew up in a two-parent home, if they were not emotionally connected, that's traumatizing, mm-hmm. right? So we all have stuff. Mm-hmm. The The question is, are you willing to do the work to be, again, the best version of yourself to work through that stuff? It mm-hmm. does not feel good. Mm-hmm. Most people run away from what does not feel good. Right. Right. It is painful. Yeah. And and work is, is work. You got to put some effort and you got to have the energy and the strength to really mm. do that. So some people don't want to face it because why? It takes energy. It takes strength. It yes. takes faith. It just takes a lot. It takes a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot. And it's not easy. Yeah. I tell any client um, in the first couple of sessions that this work will not be easy, but I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to go in the trenches with you if you're willing to go in the yeah. trenches. I cannot drag you. Yeah. Right. Like with our students, mm-hmm. we can lead them to the water, but we can't make them drink. Yeah. It's a different 
work. Yeah. But with mental health clients and with couples, and so you have to make sure they know up front that this is going to be hard. Yeah, right, right. And I think once you get that groundwork in within yourself, then you have the tools and the capacity to do the groundwork in a relationship. And then ladies, you know, for a lot of us, the goal is marriage. So then when we get to marriage, it don't stop. The, but at least we've been working the ground yes. internally for ourselves. And then in the relationship and in the marriage, you know, it's, it, we still working ground. We still got work to do. So the work doesn't stop when you get the quote unquote prize as the husband or the wife. And man, I'm talking to y'all too. So make sure y'all stay tuned because this applies to both of us. We got to make sure that once we get to that marriage stage that we're gearing up, buckle up because it's going to be work. Unfortunately, that's when a lot of people step back right yeah. it's like okay i got her now right or, i got him now right i ain't got to do all that i was doing when we were dating why do we think that that's a very great question but it happens every day we slack off we get content yeah we get content which is okay to be content in the sense where you're not always seeking more mm-hmm. but it's not content it's not okay to get content in the sense where you do not continue the effort mm-hmm. that e-word right yeah, yeah you have to continue the effort you have to continue to date each other right, you have right. to continue to pour into each other yeah. you have to continue to uplift each other learn mm-hmm. each other's love languages right. check those love tanks do the work mm. still take her out on dates right she should still be buying the lingerie Mm-mm. right okay be cute i mean cook whoever the cook don't right. let that stop like continue doing the work yeah unfortunately it gets more complicated once you have children so that's why i try to encourage mm. people to make sure you're strong before you introduce children to the mix because they make it more challenging to do the work it's harder to date each other <laughs> it's harder to you know connect as as a couple because you're so focused on raising these children right, right. so the work does not stop when you say i do wow that's good That's good. I like that because I think that alone can save a lot of marriages from the beginning stages. And I'm a believer in premarital counseling. Absolutely. Definitely to do that, to lay that foundational groundwork for uh, your marriage. And then it gives you some tools as you're going in. Um, But it never stops. Like you should never get comfortable. Never stops. You should just never get comfortable. Never stops. I was reading a quote recently where it talked about uh, marriage is hard work for all couples. The couples that last are the ones who don't give up Mm, mm -hmm. who don't give up both Mm -hmm. of them choose every day Mm -hmm. to stay together yes and if you do not have a strong foundation if you are not facing your demons and being vulnerable with each other it's hard not to give up Mm. you got to stay connected wow i heard um uh a lady that I adore, Lady Leah McNear. Um, she's a first lady um, here um, in Greensboro. And she she said, she was just talking about like an anniversary post for her husband. And she said, I'm so grateful that, she said, marriage is work, y'all. And I'm so grateful that I have a husband that shows up to work every, every day. day. Ooh, mm. That was good. Yes. <laughs> so you have to show up to work every day. Every day. You don't get a day off. You don't get a day off. And I think we take that attitude with our children, especially when they're young. Mm -hmm. We know we have to show up every day. We know we don't get a time out from motherhood, right? Or fatherhood. However, there's something about marriage, I guess, because, you know, you didn't create a person, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. you you married a person that we don't realize those kids are going to grow up and fly the coop one day. That's the whole goal is to push them out of the nest. They better fly. Right. And then you're going to be sitting there looking at each other. If you have lost each other, if you haven't shown up for work every day, you won't know each other anymore. Because we all evolve over time. You have to do the work every day. And then you ask them, who are you? I don't even know this person. I don't even know this person anymore. Because you've really been just focused on your children, getting them where they need to be and all of that, and just kind of doing the partnership thing. Exactly. And and from a spiritual angle, the enemy will start throwing in these little spirits. You don't even see them coming until it's too late. Yeah. And you become, before you... Before you know it, you're each other's enemy. Yeah. Oh. Your best gosh. friend is now your enemy. And yeah. you don't even know why. Why? 
because you, you were so focused yeah. on making a living and raising them children, you didn't even see those spirits. Yeah, wow. Wow. Show up to work every day. That's good. So um, I, I was on Instagram, and the, this, this gentleman that I follow, Mr. Jason Wilson, he made a post, um, and it made me think about trauma because he said, I've had many tragedies in my life, but I refuse to live my life expecting another one. Mm. Then he said, our testimonies encourage others, but when our brain is stuck in fight or flight response, we traumatize others and re-traumatize ourselves. Mm. It wasn't until I stopped wearing trauma as a badge of honor was I able to release the bad that had happened and embrace the good that was happening. Mm. That's so good. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. There's so much to unpack <laughs> there. Where do you even start? I would like to identify the fight or flight. Yes. Some people may not know what that is. Yes. So fight or flight is a systematic issue where you choose whether I'm going to fight or I'm going to fly. Yeah. In the sense when you've been through a trauma event, your go-to emotion is to shut down. Wow. Okay. Or to act out. Okay. Fight or flight. Okay. You get to choose. All of us handle things differently. Mm -hmm. Some of us get hype. We want to fight. We want to like not just internally fight, externally right, external, fight, right, right? Right. Some of us, you know, you're going to hear our roar. You're right, going to hear right, our anger. You're right. going to hear our trauma. Some of us shut down, right? We, we, we go into ourselves. We, we withdraw. Right. We don't say a word. We emotionally shut you off, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Wow. So wow. we emotionally check out. Check out, yeah. That flight in a lot of ways is when men cheat mm, or they have wow. emotional affairs. Wow. Because we check out. Mm. Right. So that fight or flight is real. That When you sent me that, I, mm -hmm. I just kind of stared at it for a moment because fight or flight is a national pandemic of its own Yeah, that you're seeing. That fighting in the streets. Yeah. It's because we didn't know what else to do. Right. To be heard. Right. Right. And we're, and you're trying to protect yourself too, so you're you're fighting because you're you're guarded, and there has been so many ways that you needed you were hurt in the past. Yes. So again, you're trying to protect. So you like you said, you're gonna hear me roar. You're gonna hear me roar. Yeah. You're gonna hear me roar. And how he said it, he said, my fight or flight response was traumatizing others. Yes. And then re-traumatizing myself. That's that cycle I was telling you yes, about earlier. That drama, yes. trauma cycle. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about that cycle. Um, well, he, uh -huh. he, he really touched on it really, really good. Mm -hmm. Like when you are traumatized, you tend to, whether it's fight or flight, whether you shut down or act out, you cause drama yeah. in different okay. settings. Right. Relationships is right. a huge part of it, but right. it could be on your job. Yeah. It could be... In, in friendships, mm -hmm. it, it could be in all of your dealings. Mm -hmm. Like you could be in class and a teacher does or says something that triggers you and you cause and then, drama, right. you act out, right? right? We right, see right, it. Right. So trauma causes drama. Yeah. But then on the other end of that, when you grow up or exposed to a dramatic experience, yeah. that causes trauma. Yeah. So your trauma continues to cause drama and right. then that drama... Say, for instance, my trauma causes drama for you. Right. Then that drama I just caused Put in your life yeah. now has is going to cause some trauma right, for you. Right, and it, right. And the cycle continues. Yeah. Those are called generational curses. curses. Okay. Yes. So if you don't, if your parents don't deal with their trauma, wow. they cause drama for you, which yeah. causes trauma, trauma for you. Yeah. And you're going to cause it for your children and like, if you don't deal, deal with, with it. it. Hurt people. Hurt, hurt people. people. Wow. Oh gosh. Okay, y'all. So with this cycle that, that takes place, which that's real, and I know y'all are like mind blown emoji because that was a lot to to process just now. The the fact the thing that keeps popping up for me is that we traumatize people and then re-traumatize ourselves. So like we never get out. We never we never walk away from that. And when he said it wasn't until I stopped wearing a trauma trauma as a badge of yes, honor. Yes. So sometimes he had to we release walk around it. like, you know, I've been through stuff, so ain't nobody gonna come at me. Mm. Ain't nobody gonna do that to mm. me because mm. right. So that's the that's that badge of honor until he was able to like release that. 
and then embrace the good things. Yes. And that's the thing we were talking about. Like if it's like, no, embrace the man that's being nice to you. Yes. That's being gentle. Yes. That's being caring. Yes. So once you release that badge yes. and you allow yourself to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, then embrace the good and embrace. It's okay to embrace the good. It's y'all. okay. And I think that's a message we need to have more than ever right now, especially this year. Things have been crazy. Yes. However, we do have to embrace the good things and be unapologetic about that. You yes. know, we have to be unapologetic about that. So. Another thing me and Keisha was talking about um, a, a little while back was this narrative, right, that we have mm. between the roles of males and females. And I think this is big. So have we been feeding ourselves just generation after generation after generation? We've been feeding ourselves this narrative that um, men are supposed to come with this, 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 and this. And then women are supposed to come with this, 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 and this. And then if we are not seeing them show up like that, then it's a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, then we're thinking, we're looking at them and we're thinking that they're less than, you know, or we're thinking that you're not valuable. You're not worthy. You don't got it. I can't be with you. You can't be with somebody like me because you don't have dot, 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 dot. The list. The list. Don't meet the list. The, The list. Now, yes, the Bible says write it down and make it plain. Write the vision. Write the vision down. And make it plain okay but we will walk away from our miracle because it doesn't look Ooh, like the now now we're talking we will walk away from our miracle because it does not look like the vision day one yes okay y'all write that down okay we will walk away from our miracle because it, it does, does not, not look, look like, like the, vision the vision day one day one now that's good okay well thank you yeah <laughs> That was really good because, and I had a, somebody that told me years ago, she said, they don't come ready. And she was talking about men. She said, they don't come ready. She said, somebody told us this dream that men were going to swoop in like Superman and our knight in, knight in shining armor and just show up and be everything that we ever needed. And I say this cautiously because I don't want people to think that you have to deal with a man's or a woman's stuff, right? It's a balance. It is a balance. You can't connect with someone based on their potential. Right. Only. Right. You've got to see them grinding right. to, to match that potential, right? Right. You, got to see, you can't just have potential. Face without works is dead, right? Right. right. But the vision needs a helpmate right i agree and the word says that we the female Mm -hmm. is the helpmate right i agree so he can have a vision yeah and struggling he's going to struggle Mm -hmm. according to the word to bring that vision to fruition Mm -hmm. until he gets his helpmate yep now the balance is he has to love her Mm -hmm. as christ loves the church right Mm -hmm. but she has to reverence him Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm That's where the breakdown starts. Okay. If he doesn't love her, mm-hmm. she doesn't respect him. Mm. And if she doesn't respect him, he doesn't love her. Wow. So again, if he doesn't look like the vis- if he doesn't look like your vision, vision. that you've written yeah. day one, that doesn't mean he is not valuable. Right. Because it's your job. Can you see yourself right. helping him bring his vision to fruition? Right. And it's not, it shouldn't feel like a heavy load. It should not. It should be natural. Right. Right. It should be natural. Right. And that's rare. Right. Right. And you should feel that you have the tools to do that without it taking away anything from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Very, yeah. very good point. Yeah. So I think that's, that's what you have to decipher when you're in situations when you're dealing with someone who doesn't look 100% like what you wrote down. Um, but you not only see the potential, but you see them working towards that. Yes. Um, because let's be honest, especially in the African-American community, we have men who are just working. They're built, pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps. Right. So if we, you know, have this idea that came from a really long time ago when men worked and women did not. So the idea is you want to make sure that you have a man that can take care of you. Yes. Now, I don't know if I just 
grew grew up around very independent women. So I never had that expectation mm -hmm. that a man was going to take care of me. Me neither. So I didn't look for that. That's not that wasn't a requirement because I can take care of myself. However, I wanted to see can we come together? Do we have similar visions? Can, do we complement each other right. in companionship? Right. But it's not that I'm looking for you to take care of me. Now, so this idea of a man being a provider. Yes. Now, that stigma okay. has been out there for generations. A man being a provider, a protector, and a priest. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. Men should work. Because the word says work. if a man don't work, man don't eat. eat. So I, I, I get that. <laughs> but we are living in 2020. Yeah. Right? We mm -hmm. live in a different age where women do work now. Right. We right. do bring bacon to the table. Right. And there should be balance. Right. But being a provider is more than just having a job. Right. Now, that's good. That's good. So being a provider is more than just having a job. Mm -hmm. Providing safety. Right. Providing mental and physical safety. Yes. Is providing. Right. Providing, providing love. Mm -hmm. Right. Is providing. Providing a strong man figure for your children. Mm -hmm. That is providing. Mm -hmm. I think most men are natural protectors, mm -hmm. but they're not natural providers. Mm -hmm. I got to give a shout out to mm -hmm. Pastor Michael Todd mm -hmm. of Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. He preached a sermon a few weeks back called Fathers Unaware. Mm -hmm. It's a part of his Forgiveness University series. And in that series and in that sermon, he said, men are males created by God mm -hmm. naturally. Mm -hmm. God chose that you would be a male, right? Mm -hmm. In the womb. But being a man, that is your choice. Mm. Because your default is boy. Mm. Yo, when I heard that, I didn't know what to do with myself. Your default is boy. Your default is boy. Okay. And that thing got me thinking. He's right. Men evolve and, you know, scientists say that their frontal lobe development is a little slower than women's. Okay. They mature slower. We know that. Mm -hmm. I hope no, they hate it, but it is a I fact. Know. It's okay. Um, that's why you got helpmates. That's guys. why you got helpmates. <laughs> but I have to echo my women. I love you dearly, but we our default is also girl. Yeah. We yeah. have to do I mean the men have to do the work to become a man. We gotta do the work to become a woman. That's right. That's the woman right. that he needs to fulfill his yeah, vision. His vision, yep. The woman that he can trust in, the woman that he can be confident in, and that takes me back to the Proverbs 31 woman. She wasn't sitting back chilling, y'all. She was not. She was working. She was bringing home the bacon. It just looked different. Money. She was, she was mm -hmm. investing. Yes. She made sure her household, and so her, there's still a role there. She was still making sure her household was together. She was up burning the midnight oil, doing what she needed to do for her, her, for her children, her family, her husband, her maid servants. So she was still grinding. She was still doing her thing. But let's be clear. You can't do any of that work for a girl to become a woman or a boy to become a man if you don't deal with your stuff. Yeah. That's wow. that trauma. Wow. If you don't deal with that trauma, those stigmas, yeah. Don't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is a decision. This is a decision that you gotta make to say, you know what? I want better or I want my life to look like this. And therefore let me look at my baggage. Let me look at my trauma that I have and let me work these things out internally with myself. Let me talk to God about these things and let me, let me see, let me pay attention to how I show up in relationships. Yes. Let me pay attention to how I respond to situations. What are my triggers? What are my triggers? What are things that I'm putting on them that has nothing to do with them? Mm -hmm. It's just stuff that I just never dealt with. You what know? gives me anxiety? What keeps me up at night? What are the things that, you know, makes my heart hurt. Mm. What are my triggers? Yeah. And again, it's not for them to solve or heal. You got to do that. You got to do that work yourself. However, by acknowledging it, and y'all can have com communication about it. Y'all can talk about it, right? So I do want to just address real quick the communication factor mm -hmm. with regards to men. I love y'all men. Don't worry. I love y'all. We're not, we not coming for you. Mm -mm. We're just talking about ain't it. Nothing like a good man. Yeah, ain't nothing like it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Let's be very clear. <laughs> um, 
But I wanted to talk about what men struggle with. And of course, yes, I know that there's not a, a guy on here today. However, from a female perspective, um, some of the things that we've noticed in relationships is that they struggle with communication. And I think just naturally, I just don't think they're communicative people necessarily. I try not to generalize. So I'm going to say most men, yeah. not all, mm-hmm. but most men are internal processors. Mm-hmm. That means they have to process things that you say or do internally before they can say, okay, come back with your response or come back with how they feel. Okay. They have been taught by the world mm-hmm. going back to those narratives. Mm-hmm. They've been taught that a man don't show his emotions. Okay. Man can't cry. It's a sign of weakness, right? Yeah, yep. So they've been taught to have this machismo yeah. attitude about things. And when they're processing, a lot of times they don't never they don't ever address it from an emotional standpoint. They mm-hmm. come back to trying to fix it. Right. Unfortunately for us, we want to talk about it. Right. We're most women are emotional creatures. Yes. So we want to talk it out. We want to have the the dialogue mm-hmm. and come to a solution mm-hmm. because we don't want to sweep it under the rug. We want to deal with it. Most of us. Right, right. Right. So that is not easy for a man to do. Mm-hmm. They get nervous when you say I need to talk. To, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. If you don't want to get a text message for a couple hours, just text. We need to talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that just doesn't make them comfortable. Right. It's uncomfortable <laughs> for them. But that is a learned behavior. Right. Um, it's a learned behavior and it's not good or bad. Yeah. It's just something that we need to address right. as people. We need to, for relationships to work. Communication is key. Yeah. And it has to be vulnerable communication. I use this analogy a lot with my clients about the um, iceberg Mm -hmm. communication effect. When you see an iceberg out in the ocean, you only see the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And when I relate that to communication, that's the stuff that's easy to talk about. You know, the kids, Mm -hmm. the finances, the bills Mm -hmm. we got to pay, right? Like Mm -hmm. the, the, what we're going to eat for dinner. Um, Even sex is a comfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. Most of the Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. But though there's a huge piece of that iceberg you do not see mm-hmm. below the ocean floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, below the ocean waves. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff we don't want to talk about. Wow. That's the stuff that hurts or triggers things for us that we avoid. Mm-hmm. And sweep under the carpet. And sweep under the carpet. Yeah. That's the stuff that men really don't like to talk about. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And that can be a plethora of things. I won't dare start naming things, but... Anything that's not comfortable to talk about, we're going to, men are going to avoid if they can. Women, most of us want to address it, but we have to be careful in how we approach it. Because if we approach them from a place of trauma or a place of accusing them of something or attacking, they're going to shut down. And there will be no communication happening. And then you're frustrated and it becomes a huge cycle. cycle. Yep. Okay. So communication and being vulnerable Mm -hmm. for men and for women. Yes. Um, I think that's really important. Now let's talk about what women struggle with. Um, we talked earlier before we started recording Mm -hmm. about managing emotions and managing expectations. Mm. So y'all we pointing fingers at ourselves too, fellas, because we know we got stuff. I used to always say, Forgive me, y'all. I don't know. Mm-mm. I ain't gonna say it. But I feel like females, yes, we can be a little, we can, we because we operate in our emotions, mm-hmm. um, that can kind of come out in a lot of different ways. And I do think that we have stigmas um, against us, such as, oh, okay, here she goes. She and her feelings. You know, is it that time of the month? You know, stuff like that. Angry black female. Angry black female. All of these things that are these labels that kind of make us feel like maybe we need to quiet, be quiet and not say all the things that we need to say because we're going to get labeled like that. We acknowledge that we have to, I acknowledge that we have to manage our emotions yes, um, and absolutely. expectations um, because a lot of times, and you know, men say this all the time, I, I can't read your mind, but females 
because of these expectations that we have, we expect them to read, to our, read mind. our minds and do the things that sitting in our minds. Absolutely. That's the, that's the root of disappointment. Wow. Unrealistic that's expectations. expectations. That's good. The root. Okay. Note takers. The root of disappointment is unex unrealistic expectations expectations so that's good um so i think we we have that a lot in our head we have the expectations and it could be something as simple as the good morning texas because i know i'd be tripping (laughs) tripping. that's a lot of pressure for a man (laughs) y'all to know every thing in your head yeah that's a lot of you pressure. know i'll give you a time frame between eight and nine help o'clock a Lord, help a Lord. and if it's not there between eight and nine o'clock i'm um is there an issue are you okay is all well with you in your life because where's my text message and so of course you come back to why you couldn't text him true that but uh, just saying <laughs> unrealistic <laughs> expectations and nobody is perfect right we put them up on this pedestal right and when they don't meet it right but i think that's because of personal trauma absolutely you want, you want that security to know that they're absolutely. present so if you dealt with ghosting or people mm, just not taking you seriously that word you okay you just it needs to be in this safe space so i may not have told you i was ghosted but you just need to know between eight and nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> i'm looking for that ding ding on my you know my that alert on my phone um that you're sending me a, a message i'm automatically thinking you might be ghosting right. me that's trauma that is trauma that is trauma that is trauma and i ain't gonna lie full disclosure that happened to me before um and the situation turned out to be like a very legit situation situation why i didn't hear from the person from from the guy for a couple hours but y'all i was in my head about that thing i had to self-talk i had to pray to jesus jesus (laughs) had to talk back to me (laughs) he had to talk back to me and he had to do a lot just for me to get myself together and then the person was so like apologetic after an explained situation. I was like, oh, that makes complete sense. But it's like, I went through the whole, like I went through. Oh, yes. You done planned out the whole thing. thing. Yes. And the rebuttal conversation. So oh, we yeah. didn't come to fight, right? Oh, yeah. Because I was yes. getting ready to tell you yes. how I felt about it. Or the flight, which means I'm out. I'm, I'm done. done. Oh, okay. So you don't want to text me between eight and nine. Oh, okay. It's so, over. It's That's it. I'm done. Yes. That's not mm. realistic. We can't come on. People Jesus, ain't perfect. Give we can't us do strength. that. Mm. <laughs> That's that's our stuff, man. Right. That's our stuff. I own that completely. We and have I, to. Yes. And I know y'all look at us guys like, oh my gosh. She <laughs> is on one today. She is tripping. So, I can't win. That's what I used to get. Right. I can't win. Yeah. So I, I take ownership that sometimes um, I have to look internally and address, is this something that he's doing or something that I'm in? parting mm-hmm. on him he could be living his best life not thinking anything and i'm over here warring in my head because the truth him. is you're expecting him to fill a void right you're mm. expecting him to fill a void mm-hmm. which is not his job not his job and there's a yeah. lot of jobs that we give each other as partners that's really not unrealistic expectations yeah it's really not and that's where the whole piece comes in mm. that's where we do have to be whole and even when you sometimes i notice like you'll get whole and then you'll get in a relationship and you'll get dependent again take the time to heal yeah to truly heal right and it's not fun it's right. not it's not fun it's not comfortable mm-hmm. um it's not easy mm-hmm. but it will be worth it yeah absolutely Okay, so wrapping it up with everything that we talked about, since we have a married woman here on the show with us today, I wanted her to give us some just nuggets, lessons that she has learned in marriage pertaining to drama or trauma um, that she learned, um, lived through, and just kind of understand better as a result of. And let's be clear, I've learned most of these things the hard way. Wow. So I'm coming from a place of clear transparency. Growing up in a home with a single mother who long term had some substance substance abuse issues and survived several um, domestic violence situations, Mm. I was definitely traumatized. 
um, did not know the name, did not realize it at the time, but I was traumatized. I think it started showing its head in high school and I went through several emotional um, breakdowns, including two suicide attempts, um, more so in retrospect to get attention, um, but still feeling like I had no other choice, mm -hmm. right? Um, I became um, a mom and a wife um, somewhat early, early 20s, um, and absolutely put my husband on a pedestal. Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, he was nothing like I'd ever experienced, and that was a good thing because I'd had some bad relationship experiences, but that pedestal was not fair. Wow. That That's pedestal good. was not fair. Yeah. Um, it took some years to realize that, and it was a lot of pressure mm -hmm. for him. And I did somewhere around um, five years in realize I needed to go work on my stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I did the work. I went years, regular basis, to a therapist who helped me work through my stuff. This is a continuous process, though. Mm -hmm. You are not delivered after going through therapy for a year or two. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, those triggers don't go away that easy. The enemy does not let go mm -hmm. that easily. Mm -hmm. um, so there have been trials and tribulations, ups and downs, things that I've had to learn the hard way, so forth and so on. I am now um, in 20 years of marriage, mm -hmm. and although we're in what I consider a winter season at the moment, um, I still realize that God has a calling on my marriage and I do have an assignment in the sense of being his helpmate. Mm -hmm. This is a lifetime journey. L working through your trauma is a lifetime journey. When you are identifying triggers, it's important for you not to just identify them, but learn how to manage them, mm -hmm. learn how to cope with them. And what I've learned is I put some things on him that was not his, some voids on him that was not his to feel. And through trial and error, trial and error, mm -hmm. fight and flight, mm -hmm. um, ups and downs, I'm finally realizing that it's my work that counts, right? Not our work. It's important to do our work to, to stay in tune with each other because we have grown children now. But it's my work that's going to make or break me and my role in this relationship, right? I have to be healed. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I can honestly say that I've made was not get my healing first. Wow. We met young, um, fell hopelessly in love and all the things. Fantasy and ecstasy. Hey, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's my biggest regret is not getting my healing first mm -hmm. and putting those expectations on him. Mm -hmm. But, Authentic communication mm -hmm. is what's getting us through this season. Learning to be transparent with each other mm -hmm. and owning your shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't cuss often, That's but okay. that is one that don't come across without that word. Yeah. You have to own it because yeah. we all got some. And yeah. sitting in that place of shame and worrying about what people are going to say and what people are going to think, the man or woman that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with mm -hmm. needs to know it all. Yeah. You got to put it all on the table because yeah. that's what authentic love is. That's what authentic communication is. So that's what's getting us through this winter season. But marriage is hard. It is not for punks. I tell people that all the time. You have got to be equipped, but get your work done before you jump in. Don't allow yourself to be convinced that I can get it. Um, as we go, or I can fix him, or I can fix her. That's not how that works. If you really love someone and you know that they have some triggers, encourage them to go do their work. Encourage them to um, help them remove the shame stigma and help them know that this is that you're there with them. Hold their hand through it, love them through it, mm -hmm. but encourage them to do their work. Um, and then the other part of that is when we don't do our work before we become parents. We repeat that cycle. Wow. We repeat wow. that cycle. That's important. Then. That's, that is so important. Yeah. We're seeing that in this generation, repeated cycles. And these kids don't have no coping mechanisms. They're out here getting traumatized more by COVID. And it, it's, it's just unfortunately we're going into a mental health pandemic of another sort. But mm -hmm. get the work done i promise you it'll be worth it in the long run wow that is so good and that's a great way to kind of wrap things up get your work done and 
do it so that your the generations that comes from you don't have to deal with those. They may have to deal with some of their own, but they don't have to deal with the same thing that you were dealing with and your mom or your dad were dealing with and those generations before you. So um, it's really important to start breaking those generational curses. It we is. just have to. And the thing, I, the last thing I do want to mention is, you know, I talk about my stuff, but he has stuff too. Yeah. And when we both bring our stuff to this to the table, yeah, like all we did was trigger each other. Right. We just got into this repeated cycle. My unrealistic expectations triggered his emotional withdrawal, and yeah. his emotional withdrawal triggered my abandonment, and right. my abandonment triggered like it was just a emotional yeah. cycle, yeah. and we repeated it over and over and over again. Right. And relationships are hard, but marriage is a ministry. Wow. Marriage is a ministry and you have to minister to each other because one day one will be stronger and the next the other will be stronger. That's right. You have to keep each other encouraged, motivated. And a man does not survive without respect and a woman does not survive without love. So be careful with those triggers. Both of you need to do your work. It's not a one-sided thing. You both need to come to the table whole. Mm. That 50-50 thing is wrong. Mm. You both need to bring 100 to the table. Ooh, that's good. You both need to bring a hundred percent to the table. That is good. I love that. I ain't even gonna try to say no more to, to water down everything that Keisha just said. So on that note, y'all, I love y'all. I hope this has been helpful for y'all. Definitely make sure that you're following me on uh, Instagram. Kendra underscore is more reach out, comment. I'm going to post that I'm, I'm going to be releasing this episode and other episodes to come. So just make sure that you're following uh, following me so that um, we can kind of continue this conversation and let me know your thoughts and let me know other topics that you'd be interested in hearing. But thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Make sure you do your work. Keisha, what you got? You can also follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. at Samara Cares. That's S-A-M-A-R-A care c-a-r-e-s-w-s as in winston-salem samara cares w-s i'm also on facebook at samara cares counseling and consulting that's good follow her y'all y'all see firsthand she got some good stuff i know some of y'all was doing the neck bucks the ooh, the oh the ah i know we all got it today um we all need each other we all need to kind of evaluate things look at things take an inner look outer look Look to God, trust him. Y'all know I love Jesus, y'all. So y'all gonna hear me talk about that um, all the time because he is the reason why I am. He is the glue. Is the glue, even in marriage. And that's why marriage is ministry. And without mm. him, how you gonna do how it? How you gonna do that? It's a three-strand yes. cord. Don't work without him. It don't work without him, y'all. So don't leave him out. That's another thing. Don't leave God out. How you not going to consult the man that originated? That's it. That's it. Just like how can you know yourself if you don't know who created you? Mm, That part. You know, that's that's my belief, y'all. That's who I am. That's what it is. Um, And I feel really strongly about it um, as a Christian. But yes, definitely. um, Thank you all for listening, for tuning in. You'll be hearing more. Definitely reach out. Follow us. Uh, on social media, um, continue this conversation and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you, Keisha. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode. <laughs>